Hey everybody, welcome to Find Me Podcast episode 302, 302, that is a number. Uh, I got Dylan, Dylan's there, say hey. No, I'd prefer if you said hey. There you go. Colby's here too. Colby's lighting right now. His knee looks fantastic. Yeah, it's like really good, but like very dramatic too, like... It doesn't look like he might be like turn off my light in the back, so it's just (laughs) no. I think that adds kind of a a nice like backlighting to it. But he looks like he's about ready to film like I don't know like a metal video or something. It's very good. Here we go. Um, Yeah, I don't think it's going to make a lot of difference. Call. I'll be honest. Uh, If anything, it actually was better with the light on. Oh no! There we go. Oh yeah, that's top shelf. You people are very. It's sad that you're missing this. I I'm, I'm very disappointed. Uh, anyway, we are going to talk about some video games today, not just how pretty Colby is. Uh, let's see. We've got what we've been playing. Um, I played a new game. Colby played a new game. Man, I played a new game. A oh, new we, game? We might talk about the new game I played for <laughs> seven or eight Dude, hours. are we going to get yelled at on Twitter again, Cliff? I oh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Uh, we got that. We've got uh, some big games. Got some big leaks this week. Both GTA 6 and Diablo 4. Uh, Ethereum uh, GPU mining is dead, which is great for gamers. Probably worse for Ethereum GPU miners, but like, screw them. Uh, PSVR games. Uh, not great news about PSVR 2 games. Uh, English is an incredibly dumb language. You probably knew that already. Star Wars Galaxy's Restoration is approaching a 1.0 release, which is kind of fun. Uh, EVGA apparently hated working with NVIDIA so much that they're just not going to do it anymore. They're just not making video cards. Um, think about this. What else does EVGA make? I... I I wouldn't want to be an EVHA employee right now. I guess that's what I'm saying. Uh, PlayStation Stars is going to launch eventually, but we have some more details on that. Uh, GoldenEye, the the new GoldenEye coming out, it's a little bit of a mess. It's kind of weird. Um, We'll talk about that. And uh, in like maybe the best news ever, PC, the Xbox app on PC now integrates with how long to beat so I can look at a video game and it just tells me how long it'll take me to beat it. I've, I've used it several times. I have as well, and I'm very... I hope that comes to console real fast. Like, real, real, real fast. Uh, we got a question from Triple Trouble, question from Monotone Screaming, and two questions from our Deacon. We got some cheap, free games from Epic Game Pass. Game Pass has got some good-looking games coming out, I'll be honest. We got a little Humble Bundle. We got a little Nintendo Online. Uh, and we got a Troll Corner, just to round things out. So a little bit of that, Online. A little bit of everything. What it called? Is it Nintendo Online? It is. It is. It is not Nintendo Online, but that is a good guess. <laughs> anyway, why don't we start out with what we have been playing? Uh, Dylan, tell us. Tell about uh, you thieving with. Thieves. Yeah, we jumped on Sea of Thieves last night for a little bit. It was uh, fun. Uh, definitely noticed some different things that um, were a little unfamiliar. Like even just like UI stuff. Like um, when you're walking around, like. And I don't know when this was necessarily changed, um, but like if you're walking around and you like walk near where the Merchant Alliance is on the dock, like a little banner on the top of the screen will be like, you're near the Merchant Alliance, which is probably really helpful for new players figuring out like where yeah. you're supposed to turn stuff into. Um, so I think just after so many years of, I don't know, this game and building upon it, like they're really figuring out how to make it 
just better and better all the time. Um, just quality of life. Right. It's, it's interesting. It's been an interesting uh, experiment kind of going back in and seeing what they're doing. Um, I know you can have like your own ship now, I think. Um, yeah. I'm, so I'm curious to actually go in and like kind of play with that. Basically just sailed around for a bit and got some, got some booty. Like, so nice. nothing too like didn't do anything too crazy or new or i didn't really do any more of the adventure modes it was kind of just a spontaneous let's all jump on sea of thieves it was also cool because we had um four players so i actually got to sail a galleon which i don't normally do it's usually a sloop or a brigantine at the most um which is funny looking back because there used to not even be a brigantine so you just had to sail the galleon if you had and it's like (laughs) it's actually like a lot of work like it's a lot of sails and everything takes like so long like to raise a sail or an anchor if you're not doing it with someone yeah um but it's it's like it's definitely the best way to play that game though when you do have four people running around the ship and and doing stuff didn't really run into any other players out on the the seas um just saw some skelly ships i got some booty we found a vault key and went to the which i don't think i actually i don't remember if i did that before like i feel like i went into a vault but it was a different vault like this one was like a very specific vault so it was like kraken's fall silver key so you go to go to kraken's fall and um get a specific there's a specific area you find there and open the vault and um that sort of thing um yeah, so got some got some booty. Um, it's definitely a game I always enjoy coming back to. So yeah, um, I I do want to go in and actually like poke at the new features though, and actually like see them so I can talk more, a little more educated about them. Um, I would. I, I want to say that Carter told me my my son that uh, you can you don't have to return chests one by one now that you can just like drive up to an island and return all your chests so you don't have to worry about them getting stolen i think there's something like that i we didn't figure it out so yeah it's all kind of stuff like that i will i'm curious that i'll have to actually go in and figure out how this all, all yeah. this stuff works um, such a good game but yeah it's it's just amazing and even things like how some of the enemies will drop like ammo pouches so you it yeah. makes just like reloading your gun more frequent and um there's like the little gold pouches that drop too so you're just you're getting stuff more often rather than just waiting until you find a chest and then have to sail it all the way back you know so so it's kind of nice that you're um getting a little bit more variety more often um and there's yeah. more variety of chests and things to pick up too or like um of course some of that stuff's been in the game for a while now but it does it all together has made such a difference from day one to now I just think it's great that they continue to support that game too. Like, it could have been one of those games that was like, I don't know, it's just kind of niche. And like, yeah, there's some people playing it online, and eventually it just kind of dies. But I mean, they've been making really significant upgrades to that game. I don't know for three years now. I mean, it, it came out a while ago. I mean, it was with system launch, so or maybe just before. Yeah, so. it was. Man, it's uh, it's been a while. That's for sure. It's been a long time, right? <laughs> Um, it's good stuff. Very good stuff. And they're on season seven when they started introducing that, which is a fairly recent thing, honestly. Yeah. So I don't know. It, it's time has definitely been flying by. Apparently, it came out in 2018, yeah. so four years. Yeah. That That's sounds great. about right, I guess. Real good. Real, real good. What have you been up to, Cole? 
I've been I playing mean, video point. games. Yeah. I have now I'm I'm at like 104 hours in Breakpoint, I want to say. That's um, a lot. I've still got several places left to visit, so, you know. <laughs> you still haven't started the main story yet? I have not, so <laughs> I assume I'm still at 21%. Um, yeah, I've been playing that. still fun. Uh, and then I started playing Shadowrun Return, or perhaps Returns. I'm not sure. I'm going by memory. Sure. Um, and it is the... I don't know if it's like a... a like an, I don't know how it is because it was released in 2013. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if they just remastered. Like, though, yeah. Right? Remastered it yeah. or what they did with it because I, uh, the only thing I ever did with Shadowrun is I played the super Nintendo game a little bit back in the day. Sure. Um, it is probably in my top five least favorite genres. And that is the like <laughs> turn based, like what is it where you've got like a XCOM? What's that? It's called? like a tactics game. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Where like I have to take cover, and then the bad guys take cover, and then I've got a ninety nine percent chance to hit them, and, and I miss them twice miss. in a row. I'm yeah. like, that's not how this works, people. No, that's exactly how it, it is works, not. <laughs> well, I mean, in a straight ninety nine percent roll, absolutely could be how it happens. I would think that'd be less. I mean, I oh, guess sure. I, I guess mean, if, it, if it if it resets every time, then yes. Yeah, but every time it resets, whatever. Either way, <laughs> I'm uh, not saying it's not great. I'm just saying that I'm not saying it doesn't feel work. bad. But <laughs> this game so far does not have much of that. Like I have, you know, like I have not run into that. But I, what was it? Wild West or something? I don't know. Weird. Yeah. Not Weird, weird West. West. Weird West. No, it's not Weird West. I oh, not Weird West. Because, yeah, Weird West was real time. Yeah. Um, it, there's like a one that I always get it confused with. But, yeah, that one, I had that problem constantly where it's like, got a 95% chance. I'm like, then why did I dismiss five times in a row? Like, yeah. throw me a bone here, guys. Um, but, yeah, this it's good. Um, I'm enjoying it. Has like a great story. It's yeah. kind of it's like cyberpunky, isn't it? Oh yeah, yeah. It's it's way yeah. cyberpunk. Um, yeah. yeah, good story. It's you know just something that I can kind of play occasionally. Unfortunately, it's like twenty hours long, so I don't know how long it's yeah. going to take for me to beat it. But it's fun. I'm enjoying it. I'll I'll see if if I'm not playing it next week. I guess I didn't enjoy it. So <laughs> I keep meaning to go back to Weird West because I really liked that game. Um, but I had a really hard time playing it on the Xbox because, like, a combination of, like, the UI in that game being very small and my eyes being not terrific yeah. made that very hard to play on uh, on a screen um, that wasn't close to me. I keep meaning to, to boot it up on my PC, and I've just never quite gotten back to it. But Weird West was great. That was a lot yeah. of fun. No, but uh, Shadowrun, the, they dropped the, like, Shadowrun trilogy uh on game pass so yeah that and two other are on there and like i said this one's fun uh i'm i'm enjoying it so you know i think it's a lot to say when you're enjoying a game that is in one of your top five least favorite genres uh-huh so. yeah what uh, what rounds out that top five do you do you have you know, just being facetious like that kind of likes yeah, well th- I would say I probably you kind have of go back and forth on roguelikes. I, yeah, I've probably enjoyed more roguelikes than I have tactics. CCG roguelikes. Yeah, yeah, I, <laughs> yeah. There we go. I'm not a huge fan of CCG games. Um, RTSs are not really my thing. I'm sure <sighs> there's more. Yeah, but no, I get you. 
Souls likes are kind of. Uh, yeah. Segway, that's, that's foreshadowing. Segway. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about Garden Story. Real God fast. damn it. Yeah, it's all right. No, we'll get there. Uh, no, because I'm gonna talk about I'm gonna talk about Elden Ring literally until like it's seven o'clock my time right now. I'm gonna need at least an hour. Um. Played more Garden Story. I'm, I think, close to beating it. I've, I've beat three of the four areas. Um, time to beat informed me that that game was way longer than I, I thought it was. Um, getting that Xbox integration was, was kind of nice because that game is, I thought, like six or seven hours, and it's like 15 to 20. And 15 to 20 is far too long for that game. Um, but whatever. I'm close. I'll get it done. Um so this weekend, uh, first of all, thank you for everyone who came by. We had some some fun folks join us. Um, I decided to play Elden Ring. Um, and kind of the reason I wanted to, to do it is that people tell me, from what I hear, is that in order to really get into a Souls-like, you can't just like hop in and go like, ah, don't like this at all, and then leave. Um, you have to like... You have to get in and, you have and to grind submit yourself it. to it. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, I'm going to play Elden Ring for eight hours and I'm going to live stream it, right? And I, I don't think I actually played for eight hours. I think I played for like seven and I ate lunch in the middle. So maybe more like six. Well, that's hours, why you did six and like a half hours. Part. Yeah. And like, th- I, I just, I'm so, I'm so upset about this game. Because I think that there's a game I could really, really, really like inside this game, but they're doing literally everything in their power to make sure I don't enjoy it. And I find that that concept absolutely fascinating. So I boot it up. It gives you kind of a, an intro story. The intro story does not make sense. Like George R. R. Martin did not write anything that that I could understand, but that's fine. Um, and then you, you get kind of dropped into the world, you start wandering around. And the first thing is, is there's this giant hole. And if you don't go in the hole, you don't get a tutorial. Um, which I guess is great if you've already played all the other Souls games and you don't need one. But not great if you have never played one and desperately need one. Um, fortunately, I knew about the hole, so I was on the lookout for it. And I jumped in, got my tutorial, fine. Um, the problem is the tutorial doesn't teach you anything but combat. Like, the only thing it teaches you is how combat works. It doesn't tell you about how save games work, really. It doesn't teach you about how um, the map functions. It doesn't tell you really anything. So you get out into the open world, and the game's just like, I don't have fun. There's no quests. There's no, hey, go here, do this next. There's no anything just a giant open world and i'm like all right so i start wandering around and just just everything wants me dead like literally everything wants me dead. just like in real life just like in real life and like the open world combat's not bad because the, the there's not it's not hard really like I, I i really expected this to be a game of dying over and over and over again and like i did die a lot but it wasn't like hundreds of times it was like you know maybe three dozen 
Um, and most of those were like concentrated in a handful of places. Like it wasn't, it wasn't like you're just getting handed to you all the time. It's like the bosses kill you over and over again, or you'll get into an area where they'll kill you over and over again. Anyway, so I'm, I'm running around for like two hours. I have no idea what I'm doing, finding some people, killing them, but, but have no idea what's going on. So luckily, uh, my buddy Zach, who uh, actually works with Dylan um, in another city, but uh he he hopped on. He's like, "Hey, can I get in your can I get in your like Xbox party and I'll tell you how this game works?" And I'm like, "Yes, desperately." He's like, "Do you have a horse?" I'm like, "No. Where 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 would I get a horse?" And he's like, "Oh, well, you have to go all the way back to the start." I'm like, "All right." <laughs> and the the one thing I will give Elden Ring, like the the biggest thing I will give it, is you can fast travel from anywhere that isn't in a dungeon to any save point you've been to in the past. So like, that is awesome. Love that. That's all. Um, so I go all the way back and he's like, you have to go over to this this thing and then you'll talk to someone and she'll give you a horse. I'm like, how would I have known that? He's like, well, I don't know. And like on top of that, it's, it's a save point you go to. And, and one thing that I did know about this game from talking to other people is that when you, when you save the game, it brings back everything you've killed. So every time you save, everything you've killed comes back to life. Which I thought meant don't activate any of the save points because that's going to bring everything back to life. But what they don't tell you is there's a huge difference between activating a save point, which acts as your waypoint, and actually saving at it. So fine. But also the open world has just stuff everywhere. So who cares if it comes back to life? It's not like like um, that Star Wars game. Um like the most recent kind of Soulsy Star Wars game. Yeah, we can never remember. I can called. never remember it. Had that same thing, whereas if you saved, everything came back to life. But it was a big deal because the, the levels were linear. And so if you got to the end and then you saved it, you'd have to fight your way back out. This game is not like that. Um, also, what this game is not like is so many of the Souls like I've played have had like super limited stamina where it was like, you have to like stab, stab, roll, stab, stab, roll. This game, you can stab forever. Like stamina was a thing, but it was not really very limiting to my character. So I, I don't I don't exactly understand where the games are getting that from, but whatever. So I finally get my horse and he, he explains how XP works, which is kind of weird. Like your gold and your XP are the same thing. So did you say your horse explained this? No. <laughs> Zach explained this. Oh, okay. Because you said, way, I got my man, horse, and then he explained. Call, it would have been great is if my horse had explained this. If you get your horse, and all of a sudden it's like Mr. Ed, and he just expositions a bunch. He's like, well, let me explain to you how money works. But no, it was Zach. Um, like, your, your gold and your XP are the same thing. So you have the choice between buying things or leveling up, which is really weird. If you die, you lose not like a portion of your XP, you lose all of it. Um, and you have to go back to your body to get it back, which is, we'll, we'll get there. Um, they don't tell you how to open up your map. I thought the map was just really boring. It turns out you have to like find these towers and touch them to open it up, but it doesn't tell you about them. If Zach kind of told me about it, I never would have known. Um, like, literally, this is a game. Like there, like I said, there's no quests. It doesn't tell you where to go next. Um, if he hadn't gotten on and spent, like, uh, probably a half hour, like, telling me how this game works, I would not have known. And it's super weird to me that a AAA game in 2022 doesn't have anything that tells you what you're supposed to be doing. 
Um, it's very strange. So I got on and he like he had to he had to go. He's like, so what I would recommend is just like wander around the overworld, kill some stuff, level up, do some dungeons, and then like the way you want to go is kind of over here, but do a bunch of other stuff first because you want to get leveled up. And so I'm like, cool. So I'm three hours into a game and I'm grinding already, which is fantastic. Um so I find a dungeon and and I and I, I I beat it, um, like I actually and it was kind of that that like souls thing that people tell me about where you're gonna feel great when you beat the boss and I did I was actually like oh that was pretty cool and he was pretty easy, um, and and we did it so I go and find another dungeon can't beat that boss just kicks my butt over and over and over again I'm like all right so I'm wandering around looking for other things to do I walk down a path. Um, and I find there's this big bear, first of all, bear chases me around and I find like this tunnel. So I go into the tunnel at the very end of this tunnel, there's a treasure chest. And I'm like, sweet. I found a treasure chest. Cause at this point I like of all the things I've killed, one of them gave me a new helmet. That's it. So I'm like, cool. Maybe there's a cool sword or a cool something in here. I open it up and it's like, ha ha, this is a trap and you're being teleported somewhere else. And I'm like, all, all right, where they're like, I don't know the dungeon somewhere. And I, I'm in this cabin and I get out, I walk out the front door, instantly I'm killed. Like, don't even see what kills me, killed. Um, and so like the second time I like try and sneak out a little bit more, I like turn around a corner, get killed. And in, and after like repeating that, I don't know, this is, this is probably 20 of my deaths are probably literally right here. They'd warped me into this kind of higher level place where in the overworld, I could go up and like backstab someone. It would take 80% of their health, you know, like it was like backstab slash slash they're dead. These guys, I'd backstab stab them and it would take off 20% of their health. Like they'd turn around and just murder me before I could do anything. And so I spent, I don't know, 45 minutes like, you know, coming back to my cabin, like after I've died, trying to run down to this tunnel that I know is down like... I don't know, probably 50 feet away from where I am and just die over and over and over and over and over again. Can't, can't figure out how to do it. But every time I die, I'm losing all of my stuff too, right? So like I can see my body, but like I'm not worried about what's there. I'm worried about trying to get out of this place. Finally do it. So like the good news is, is I'm out of that point. There's a safe point in front of me. All the warp zones are locked out. I can't, I can't warp anywhere because I'm inside of a, a, a dungeon. And I've lost all my money. I had I had probably enough gold to level up and it's gone. Can't go back and get it. So I spend another like half hour getting out of this, this other place that I'm in. Finally, I can at least ride my horse again. Run out and I realize that it warped me into an area I've never been to before. I don't have a map. It's, I don't know, like a 15 minute ride back to the place I wanted to be. And until I get back to the land that I wanted to be in, I can't teleport either. So I spend, I don't know, an hour and 15 minutes on a quest. Well, not, not on a quest. In, on this little side jaunt, not because I wanted to, but because I opened a chest wrong. And I guess what I'm supposed to learn is that don't open chests. I, I don't. I don't know what the the. I don't. I don't know what the the lesson here is because it, this game seems to be really big on lessons. But in like lessons, like bad parents' lesson, you know, you're like, well, man, 
let him grab that that burner on the stove once. He'll never do that again. And I just don't know if if I want my video games to work that way. So I, I go back, try another couple of of bosses again, getting my just just can't beat it. And I'm like, I know if I went and like did a bunch of grinding in the overworld, I would be able to get up enough levels that I'd be able to take these guys because I can get them down half or I can get them down three quarters of the way. They just, they beat me in the last, you know, little bit. But I'm like, do I really want to start grinding a game that I'm five hours into? And and the answer is no, I don't. So I'm like, what I'll do is I'm going to have my kid, he downloaded the game, he can come play multiplayer with me and then we'll have a better shot at this, right? And so first of all, like multiplayer does not work like saying, hey, I want to go play a co-op game. It, you... Let's see. The person who wants to play in your game has to get this weird finger. They use the finger to write like a sigil on the ground. You have to be in the same place as they are. You craft a, like, spell, I guess, that's a single shot. Like, you you craft one, you use one. You cast it, you see their sigil, you can call them into the area you're in. If you're in the overworld, you can overworld together, but you can't go into any dungeons together. If you're in a dungeon, you can't go back into the overworld. As soon as your character dies, they get sent back to their game. So I'm like, hey, come help me beat this boss. He's never seen this boss before in his entire life. I get killed while he's still trying to figure out what's going on. He gets kicked out of the game and goes back to his world. So if I wanted to come back, we have to do that entire process again. And that's when I stopped playing. This game does not awful. want you to play it. It is. It was. I. I've never, never in my life played a game that wanted me to play it less. Like actively at every single point was like, this game sucks. Don't play me anymore. Like I want to make everything as difficult and as obtuse. I'm not going to give you a single hint. I'm not going to tell you anything. Don't play me. And I don't, I don't understand. But at the same time, like Zach, the guy that was helping me out, he's like, oh, yeah, my first playthrough, I put 100 hours into it, and I've beat it four times since then. And I'm like, why? He's like, it's, it's one of the best games I've ever played. It's my game of the year. And I'm like, why? And I, I literally don't understand. But what I was telling Colby is, is if all this game had done is said, there's a mode where you do twice the damage, or the things you're hitting do 50% less damage. It would have been completely, like, I could have gotten past all the accessibility, could have gotten past all the stuff, because I could have at least done something. I could have gotten in there and actually beat some bad guys, beat some bosses, without being shockingly frustrated the entire time. Um, like, all that game, like, it's stupid, and the gameplay is stupid. The The way it leads you into the game is stupid. Like, nearly everything about the game is stupid. But at the same time, I was like, this is a pretty cool world. Like, the, the concept of this is interesting. Like, I could see me playing this, but it's just too damn hard. Like, I don't want to die over and over and over again. I don't want to get warped to another place where I can't even pretend to fight. Like, it's just not fun. And I... I, what I feel though is I've done my, I've like done my work. I've, <laughs> I've been into the Elden Ring mines and I've found out that they're just as awful as I thought they were after playing 15 minutes. So I never have to do it again. I never have to play another Souls like again. That's, that's the long and short of it. So Elden Ring, 
Anyway, thoughts? Are you guys going to jump on it now? I do plan I to try it someday, but I'm not necessarily that's... hurrying to do so. I tell you, that's the trap. Is they try and they like it doesn't matter how many times I realize I'm mean, gonna hate this game. I'm still like, oh, give it a shot, maybe. Yeah. I, even even after playing it for eight hours this weekend, where I was like, I hate everything about this game. I'm like, I guess I could dip back in, try it out again. Maybe maybe I just haven't found. Maybe, I just maybe found one the, day you'll get good. I, I don't think I will, Cole. Like I'm just not. I'm just not good. It's. But but at the same time, like I don't think I don't think the game plays fair. Like I don't think I mean like, I'm sh- being good, I yes, is part of it, but like that game kills you in ways that just seem unfair. Like you'll walk into a room and someone will come up behind you and stab you. And I'm like fine, but I don't have any way of knowing you're there and you killed me before right. I could even react. Like, why is that fun? Like, make, sure, next time yeah. I go into that room, I know you're there. But like right. I said, it's it's a... There should be a, a hint, g- like, someone is sneaking up on you, right? Like, or uh, there should be clues that I are pretty I was, obvious, honestly, because it, it can't be that. Otherwise, it's not... There's no point, but... I will actually say that the game is... So, like, there's this messaging system in the game where you can actually, like, spend something and like leave a message in game for other players and it is literally the most obnoxious thing in the entire world like it is so obnoxious like you just leave like little messages and you know at first you're like i want to read all of them because you're like what are they like maybe it's important and then you realize that they're 80 percent of them are incredibly stupid but the like 20% of them are still valuable. So you want to yeah. keep reading them because the information's valuable. But at the same time, 80% of them are incredibly stupid. And they're like full of memes and they're full of, you know, this like meta information that if you've never played the game before, you don't understand. But then again, 20% of them are like, hey, there's a bad guy up there, you know? Um, I just, I don't understand how. I hear what people complain about in other video games. I hear what they hate in other video games. And I don't understand how this game has sold a bajillion copies and people don't just bitch about it constantly. It, it like the gamer that it appeals to, I don't, I do not understand that gamer. I literally do not get it. So anyway, that's enough. That's enough about that. Uh, what we have not talked enough about is Patreon. So patrons we love you thank you you can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash bite me podcast that will uh get you access i don't even know it will get you access to a slew of things uh including stickers uh up to and including putting your own ad on this podcast we have a one three ten and a hundred and ten dollar tier that hundred and ten dollar tier like you could advertise Feet? Would we accept a foot advertisement, guys? What does that yes. mean? I don't know. Maybe the some Are person we selling just, people's feet. Maybe like you know how like the feet like wash up in like Vancouver all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we're selling those. I don't know. Okay. Like some someone has a small collection of them. They want to do something boutiquey and sell feet on the internet. Like I, I don't know if I want to sell pictures of people's feet. That seems kind of weird. But like actual feet are fine. I think. Um, you know, we'll we'll look at this on a case by case basis. You don't want to sell pictures of feet, but like chopped off, sawed off 
feet, you're like, no, that's cool. No, they <laughs> they fall off naturally in the ocean, honey. They're like, like nature's. Like deer antlers, they yeah, they're like <laughs> it, they're just like deer antlers. Exactly. No one was harmed. I mean, Maggie lost her baby. Baby. Yeah, like the person died and their feet fell off naturally. Um, how they got there is a question for the ages. Anyway, we might not take a foot ad. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> if you are slightly below the level where someone might put a foot ad, you are a producer, and we say your name every episode. So big shout-outs to Alan Schulte, Joe Cole Jr., Anonymous, and Rich Deacon. We appreciate you and all of our other patrons. Again, go to patreon.com slash Podcast. Dylan, I've bitched enough about Elden Ring, so it must be time for... News! Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. This week was a really bad week to have a video game that is in development that you haven't released any information on yet. Uh, Grand Theft Auto 6. Uh, someone, I guess, hacked them? I, I presume. I don't know. They, they admitted that it was their stuff. Uh, someone posted 90 clips of Grand Theft Auto 6. They also say they have the source code for GTA 5 and GTA 6 and a GTA 6 testing build. So um, Rockstar is shockingly not pleased. Um, I don't know. Does that... I, I think we can all say we are interested in playing Grand Theft Auto 6. Does seeing leaked footage interest you guys? Like, Is that something you're... Into. No. Yeah. I I don't even really want to see, like... Like, I usually don't even do, like, beta tests because I want to play the finished game. I don't know what seeing, like... I, I mean, this game's not coming out for what? Probably at least two years? Three years? Like, anything you see today could be a thousand percent different than anything you're going to see in the future. So I don't... I don't. I don't know exactly what you're gonna. Would you play a test build, Dylan? Someone gives you a, uh, no. a build of GTA Six that exists right now. <laughs> uh, Diablo Four also had a very, very similar leak where someone uh, posted. Uh, it's like uh, 142, 43 minutes of uh, Diablo footage. Apparently, like the Diablo footage doesn't even have like textures applied. So I don't. I don't exactly get why. I don't, I mean, sure, cool, you hack something, I guess that's great, but I don't want to see that. You, but you know, you know, like you know, maybe not, maybe, well, probably both games. There are, like, there is a forum somewhere, and by that I mean there's, a, like, 50,000 forums, probably a bunch of Discord channels where they're pouring over that footage, like, with a fine-tooth comb and just getting more and more angry at things that they see for games that aren't going to be released for two years, oh, right? Oh, for Nerds. sure. <sighs> There's going to be a girl. I don't got time Auto, for that. Guys. A girl. Who let a girl into Grand Theft Auto? Yeah, right? Cooties, all sorts of stuff. Yuck. <laughs> uh, Ethereum. Uh, speaking of yuck, uh, Ethereum is probably the second... Biggest cryptocurrency, is that fair? Like Bitcoin is number one, Ethereum is number two. Ethereum, I think over the weekend maybe, or maybe it was earlier this last, late last week, I don't know, went from what they call proof of work to proof of stake. So in proof of work, you have a computer and it's like doing math, I guess. And every once in a while it 
poops out an Ethereum coin somehow. That's that's probably not exactly how it works, but I think it's exactly how it works in layman's terms. <laughs> Every once in a while, your computer goes bloop, bloop and an Ethereum pops out. I guess. Um, they moved to, which is terrible. Like, I mean, that means that a bunch of people are like just running GPUs at a hundred percent, you know, like, I don't know. They bought a, an old oil, like powered power station in Tennessee and just plugged a bunch of computers into it. I've seen it. It's terrifying. Um, it's just bad. It's bad for the environment. It's bad for everything. But what it's really mostly bad for is it makes graphic card prices a lot it's real dumb might maybe the environment might be more important i don't i don't know nope. um, i'll i'll let you decide um they moved to what's called proof of stake and i don't i don't know how that works like there's a cow maybe and you mine the cow i guess and every once in a while a stake pops out something it's, it's like minecraft yeah it's like yeah you hit a cow a bunch of times and a stake pops out right yeah I, i'm 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 not I'm not real smart when it comes to crypto, so that may not. I I'll be honest. I read about it before this podcast. It made no sense. Literally, like they, it was gibberish. Something about like you put your Ethereum behind other transactions that you think are good, and if they end up being good, you get some Ethereum, and if they end up being bad, they tear up your Ethereum and light it on fire or something. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Complicated. I I prefer the cow metaphor, to be honest, versus what it actually is. Anyway, long story short, Ethereum going away is great for PC gamers. Um, It's one of the reasons you've seen graphic card prices drop a lot. Um, Like, uh, by some reports, 50% um, versus the start of 2022. So it might actually get to the point now where you can actually buy a graphics card for... I mean, they're still really expensive. They're still, like, really, really expensive, even... They were expensive at, in the first place, right? Right. But uh, now they're not like expensive doubled, which is good. So if we just get rid of Bitcoin, like maybe the rest of this could just settle into something sort of normal. Uh, PSVR helmet things. Colby has one, right? I do. Um, the So you don't, have a, you don't have a quest, though. No. Have you... Played no. your PSVR since you've had it? <laughs> like, yes. do you play it often? No. No. I don't have a PS4 controller. That's a problem. Yeah. Maybe you should get some of those little, like, air traffic control. Oh, I've got things. those. Oh, okay. Good, good, good. Um, so, the PSVR 2 is coming out. Apparently, it looks pretty good. Um, I still question why you would get a... Helmet that requires a wire when you can get a quest that requires no wires. Um, that seems that was like, literally my biggest setback was right? not wanting a wire on the top of my head. Like it just makes everything more complicated. Yeah. <laughs> like everything. Like you trip over it. You could only like you have to have enough space. It like it makes everything harder. Um, in addition to that, apparently PSVR one games will not run on the PSVR 2 because um, the, the quote is is kind of not not great. Uh, PSVR games 
are not compatible with PSVR 2 because PSVR 2 is designed to deliver a truly next generation VR experience. Uh, like, it'll have haptic feedback and adapt- adaptive triggers. That means developing games for PSVR requires a whole different approach than the original PSVR. And I just think that maybe someone should shake Sony a little bit and say, this is what people want. <laughs> like, like, I just, it seems so weird to me that if you, if you are a PSVR 1 owner, your choice is have two headsets that you play to play your old games or just have a bunch of games you can never play again. And that seems uh, dumb. Is dumb the right word? Yeah. I think so. It just seems, I don't know. It seems to me that Xbox came out very strong. The first generation said like, things are going to be backwards compatible for at least a long time. Like you are going to be able to play all your old games on your new system. And you're going to be able to play a lot of our new games on your old system. And people thought that was pretty cool. And it seems like three years later, Sony's like, um, nah. So whatever. It's fine. Uh, Nintendo. <laughs> so you guys heard there's there's a Breath of the Wild 2, right? Uh, I heard something about that. Yeah. So my that that is that is not the story. Breath of the Wild 2 is coming. If that excites you, I am so happy that you were excited about it. Um I have not looked into it enough to know if there are still breakable weapons, so I don't know if I care yet or not. Uh, the story I'm going to tell you is about why English is dumb. So new new game is called Zelda T-E-A-R-S of the Kingdom. So is the name of the game <laughs> Zelda Tears of the Kingdom or is it Zelda tears of the kingdom because you don't know you don't know you'll never know you you probably will know eventually um it's tears so that that was it you didn't take very long but it just seems like maybe something you'd you'd think about like how is there nobody in the entire organization who was up to that go like what if people get confused like what if what if they don't know and they just went i don't know we'll figure it out Ooh, Spade's pissed about it. Star Wars Galaxy, Colby, tell me about it. Um, good. <laughs> best art, best MMO you've ever played? Probably. <laughs> at least I at like first. WoW a lot. WoW's yeah. pretty good. Uh, Star Wars Galaxy, if you haven't played it, is a really, really good MMO from about 2002? One? One? Two? Yeah. Uh... Star Wars, lots of fun. Um, there's a a project called Star Wars Galaxies uh, Restoration. Um, I played around with it a little bit. It's actually very, very, very good. Um, it lets you play not only Star Wars Galaxies, but uh, some things that had been planned in the original one that never made it into the game because it got shut down. Um, they're approaching their uh, kind of version one, their like official non-beta release. Um so if you've never played Star Wars Galaxies, now is a, a great time to go play around with it. Um, they're they're going to release a they're they're going to add Jedi's now, but they're going to add Jedi's in a completely different way than the first game did, which is good because the f- way the first game did it was super dumb. Um, 
the 1.0 release comes out September 17th. So actually, I guess it came out three days ago. So if that's something you've wanted to try, it's uh, it's pretty great. And it's it's probably one of my favorite ways of playing Star Wars. Like, it's probably one of the, the better Star Wars games. And it looks pretty terrible because it is from 2003. It's a 19-year-old game. But uh, definitely playable. Check it out. Uh... Speaking of, of video cards, this is this is a weird, this is a really weird story. So EVGA has made video cards forever. Um, I have one of their cards right now. It's fantastic. Um, they were also one of the only, probably the only card manufacturer during the kind of like Bitcoin crypto crisis um, that made it, e- well, not easy, but affordable to get um a card like literally you would just go sign up and they had this giant list and when they got to your name they would send you an email they'd say you have 72 hours to buy this card um the prices were essentially retail um or maybe retail plus 50 bucks and if you got it then you got it and if you didn't they just chose the next name so i got my i was on that list for 11 months and i got my card at a very reasonable price um, EVGA has decided that they will no longer be working with NVIDIA um, because it just, it, it it's not worth it to them. <laughs> um, they say that uh, NVIDIA like has made it almost impossible to be a third-party video card manufacturer because they released their founder's editions uh, for so much less, like the, which is essentially like the reference card. They're so much cheaper than third-party cards that you can't compete. Um, they say that it is uh, about respect. Interestingly enough, 70% of their revenue uh, is f- from video cards, uh, or 70% of their, uh, 70 to 80% of their current business is video cards but they said that they make so much more money doing other things like they make power supplies i actually think i have an evga power supply too um they make 300 percent markup on a power supply versus like a tiny fraction of that in video cards so they're like you know they're not planning on laying anyone off people will probably quit but uh you know they're, they're just sick of doing it and it's such a it's such a weird thing um for a company just to say like, hey, we're going to just not do one of our lines anymore. It's a bummer. Like they make they make good product, and uh, like I said, I've I've been really really happy with their their stuff. Uh, PlayStation Stars. It's their new PlayStation royalty plan. Loyalty plan. Um, it is not so far at least. Uh, it doesn't have any NFTs, which is nice. Um. It's launching in Asia later this month. So it's going to come out in Asia in September. It'll fall in the United States probably within a couple weeks. Um, And this is very similar to like the Xbox reward program. Essentially, you get rewarded for uh, playing games for better or worse. Um, The the one really interesting thing that, that kind of came out of this was they're going to give a special reward for the first person to beat... Well, to, to not to beat, to platinum a game probably in every region or maybe every time zone. So I I want your opinion, guys. How long is it 
from the time they 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 let this program into the wild, where you can get platinums for you know, or you can get a, a special reward that only one of them exists, uh, or at least only one of them exists that you can get before people find a way to cheat to get this special reward. I don't know if there is a way. You think that they've they figured it out? There'll be no. You, you'll have to actually physically get the uh, the platinum. I've never heard of anyone cheating a platinum. Do you think it's because there's no intrinsic reward except getting the platinum versus there's there's really an intrinsic reward for getting it's, it's this a, thing? It's 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 a thing that only you can have, Colby. Yeah, this isn't like it's you like know, a golden a, ticket. This isn't a uh, uh, what are those stupid things called? Uh, non fungible NFT. Yeah, it's not like an this, NFT. You know, like this isn't something that you can't worth trade anything. it, so it has no yeah. value. Yeah. So, um, Grandpa Joe's not getting out of bed for for fake no. platinum rewards. All right. No. All right. He's getting out of bed to watch kids get killed. <laughs> Allegedly. I was I was I was gonna make an even worse joke after that and I held myself back. You're I all appreciate welcome. that. I don't know. We'll see. It's interesting. Uh unlike Microsoft Rewards, it appears that it also will have things you can earn. So, you know, little uh, you know, probably new background skins and that kind of stuff. So not my jam, but interesting enough. All right, let's talk uh Let's talk Goldeneye. Dylan, are you are you of the right age to to have like nostalgic thoughts about Goldeneye? Or are you too young? Um I'm old enough, but I didn't really play it that yeah. much. Colby and I, I think, are slightly too old right. to have Not- really you are. I uh, sorry. I I, I, I was fifteen when 15. it came out. So do do you have do you have like lots of? I enjoyed it when it came Goldeneye. out, but I mean, like, I don't have a lot of nostalgia for it. I think like the like the perfect age for a Goldeneye player was probably someone like right between my and your age. Um, like everyone I've talked to that that was really into it were kids. That, like the kids. Um, Folks that played it, in I'm pretty co- sure it was my age, your age, and a little older. Like that played it in college, yeah. though. That there was like yeah. a big like all you know gather around the screen in our dorm and play four player Goldeneye. Yeah, I played a lot of four player Goldeneye. One time, I had a giant bow constrictor go across my lap. Is that a euphemism? Nope, nope. It was a literal giant bow constrictor that started going across my lap. Didn't realize it was in the house. Did that Did affect you keep your, your composure? Gameplay? Yeah. I did keep my composure. I'm like, so hey guys, the uh, heck is there's there a, a giant snake crawling across my lap. They're like, oh yeah, it just lives here. I'm like, okay, cool. Okay. Is in in the world of uh, keeping your composure while doing something difficult. Uh, what do you think is harder, um, the the bow constrictor or swordfish? Probably swordfish. Okay. Uh, anyway, I mean, maybe not because I'm like, it's it's not going to happen, hun. Like, I'm just going to hack. Like, there's, I can't do these two things at once. There's so. seven screens that I'm trying to like watch for some reason. I, I don't understand why, but you're just it's not no no. Like, you can put the gun down, dude. Like, I really only hack. need two. Let's just hack this, okay? <laughs> 
so GoldenEye has been announced, and the weird thing is, is it was announced during uh, like a Switch Direct, and it is coming out as it's an it's a emulated version of the Nintendo 64 original game, but it will have online play. So the version coming to the Switch is the Nintendo 64 version emulated, but they've added online play. Immediately after that announcement, Xbox is like, hey, we're getting it too. Um, Rare is owned by Microsoft, uh, the original developers of the game, and they're getting a version that includes achievements, has 4K resolution, um, has a smoother frame rate, and and you know four-player multiplayer, but does not include online play. And I, I don't understand at all. <laughs> like why, why, why does it not have multiplayer? Is this like some sort of weird? Like did did Switch get exclusivity on? Goldeneye online multiplayer in a world where, like, Nintendo has I, arguably the worst <clears throat> online multiplayer. Do I have I to get four squid adapters? More to do with the fact that, like, that is not like a native thing, and it would have to be added in. And Microsoft just didn't want to bother adding in multiplayer. It could be because I mean, like, it, it didn't originally have online multiplayer. That's um, true. Also, it's been released before. And I kind of wonder if that version had online multiplayer, and that's the version Nintendo has. And I don't because Microsoft owns Rare, they have that. I don't know. I don't know. It's interesting. Um, so it's it's essentially free, kind of wherever you get it. If you if you have Nintendo Switch Online, you'll get it free there. If you have Game Pass, um, it's there. If you bought the Rare Replay Collection, you'll be able to get it free there too. What the rare replay collection? Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Like it came out. Yeah, like, I, I own it. Yeah, I do too. And then it came to Game Pass. So, uh, so if you have that, you'll be able to like get it separately. Get it free? Yeah. <laughs> huh. Right. <laughs> so, I don't know. It's it's interesting, but at the same time, like a bunch of people that I work with were like really excited for it, but they're all. Like your age, a little younger than you, Cole, and they all had like just very, very like, very nostalgic. So the the thing I remember the most about Goldeneye, other than a snake crawling across my lap, is going to school after Goldeneye had been released, and some kids talking about Goldeneye, and saying like, "Have you played Goldeneye? It is like the most realistic thing ever. It's like, like I would say it's like almost like shooting a dude in real life." <laughs> and I want you to go back and look at the Goldeneye and just imagine thinking that that was the most realistic thing you'd ever seen. The heads in Goldeneye, I think, are made up of maybe six polygons. Maybe <laughs> Hagrid's face stretched across one. Is Hagrid in Goldeneye? He is. Is he? Interesting. Mm -hmm. I did not know that. Um, yeah, I just, I don't know. It's interesting. I, I'm, I'm always very intrigued by uh, what is nostalgic for different people. Um, and also, like, I mean, to me, like, Golden Eye came out probably at the same time as, like, 
I don't know, Quake 1, Quake 2. And those games were so, like, so much better than than GoldenEye. But you had to have a PC. It's a different, totally well, different, it's a different game, yeah. yeah. But you know what I mean? Like, graphically, like, just yeah. just night and day different. I, I I felt very similar when when Halo came out. And everyone was like, oh, my God, have you played Halo? I'm like, yeah, it's, it's not very good. Um, <laughs> so, I don't know. It's interesting to me. All right. Uh... Real quick, like we said, if you have the Xbox app for PC, it now tells you how long a game takes to beat, which I think is just awesome. Um, I'm desperately, desperately hoping that comes to console. So that's a short one. Uh, that's it. So we are to questions. Dylan, there's no question from Vinny. So I'm just going to ask you to like... Hey, yo. Yeah. It's time hi, for hi, questions hi. now. Is that is that your Eeyore impersonation? <laughs> um, probably pretty close to it. <laughs> All right, question one from Triple Trouble. I think this is actually a very interesting question. It is not. It is kind of interesting. What? Uh, no, it's not. Do you think nachos? <laughs> you can tell him I said that. All right. Do you think nachos and quesadillas are intrinsically different? Yes. Okay. What What is a quesadilla if not? Like, once you cut a quesadilla into triangles, it's just nachos. It's a sandwich. Oh. <laughs> yes, it nachos is. not a sandwich. Quesadilla is a sandwich. That's for Interesting. Sure. So, but if you put uh, two chips together and put cheese in the middle, not a sandwich. No. Are you sure? Yes. Why? Well, I mean, like, it's like a nacho sandwich, but it's not like a real sandwich. What if instead of, so what if you're, what if you're comparing a corn tortilla quesadilla and mm-hmm. and nachos is that is that closer to similar mm. so i actually watched a tiktok today about this thing um and it, it very much well it was just stealing the joke of like hey man you want uh six uh like uh, uh string cheeses like no of course i don't hey what if i bread them and fry them do you want them then yeah of course i of course do, I do yeah. and it was a guy who you know like hey you want uh 20 corn tortillas and some salsa and he's like no why would i want that he's like what if I uh, cut them into fours and then fry them? And he, right. yeah. oh yeah, yeah, this yeah, yeah. is great because it is just chips and salsa. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it, it, they're two entirely different things. Hmm. They just share common, like a commonality. All the ingredients they're, they're, are the same, but I would say a quesadilla is closer to a taco than it is to nachos. Interesting. I guess it depends on what you put on your quesadilla too. I mean, like a cheese, cheese. quesadilla. Well, you also fry and... the the. The chips are crispy, right? Like true. It's you don't have just fresh tortilla nachos, right? Like you just have a <laughs> flat. You can't work. dip a tortilla. Like it's just there's no structural I... integrity to. So in my head, I was like, it just goes back to the whole swordfish thing. Yeah, exactly. It's all floppy, and I can't get the sauce. I. <laughs> I was thinking for a second there, I'm like, man, I wonder if a deep fried quesadilla would be good. And then I'm like, isn't that just a chimichanga? <laughs> Wait, yeah. I'm coming to the conclusion. No, that's a burrito. The answer is yes, it would be delicious. I, I'm coming to the conclusion that all, like, at least all American Mexican food is really just the same thing. Oh, it's all <laughs> it's, it's, it's the same ingredients. It's just presented well, it's, in it's, different it's, ways. It depends if you cook it 
if you cook the ingredients and put them in the tortilla or do you put them in the tortilla and then cook it all at the same time right yeah, like that's yeah it's it's all just order of operations i i it had not occurred to me like i mean i guess that's why a place like like chipotle makes sense they're everything you order there is the same it's all thing. the it same just, it's yeah it it's the same 12 bins that you're telling them to put on <laughs> whether you put it in a bowl or you put it in a tortilla or you put it in smaller tortillas or <laughs> I'm I'm just gonna say like not only are quesadillas and nachos the same thing, all Mexican food is the same thing. It's it, it, that's it's just food. It's Mexican food. They're like, what do you want? I'm like Mexican food. Just you choose. It'll be right. fine. <laughs> Surprise me. Surprise me. It's all me. good. Exactly. Right. It's like, all good. It's, it's all, all the same. All, it's all the same. It's thing. all great. All the same thing. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. All right. Well. Good enough. Uh, next question from Monotone Screaming. How cooked do you prefer your grilled it's, cheese? It's not a steak. Like, how cooked? <laughs> it, it certainly is. How, how cooked? I like mine well done. How, uh, how cooked do you burn like? Burn on the outside. How cooked do you like your middle? toast? I'm a lightly toasted and a lightly grilled grilled cheese. Person. See? I, I, I make am, a very good grilled cheese sandwich. I do too. Um, I do too. So does Colby. One makes uh, grilled cheese. <laughs> no, that's not true. No, they say that. They say that. Um, so mine. I have uh, like I have. I can ask someone. Hey, Cliff, is my grilled cheese good? He does make a very good grilled cheese. Yeah, Dylan can't say that. That's true. I mean, I guess I've we never could, had his grilled cheese. We could go get Kate. She could maybe like vouch can't for him. Eat that's true. Grilled cheese or cheese. So yeah, bread or cheese. Oh. So. well. <laughs> Maybe she can tell you how happy you look when you eat it. I am a. I'm probably. I like. I see. I'm with Dylan. I like a lightly toasted toast, but I probably like a medium grilled grilled cheese. So, how about you, Cole? How, how, what's your toast preference? Well, I'll answer that in the second one because it's completely different. Perfect. Uh, I don't. I don't necessarily grill the 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 toast. Well, how do you, how do you like your toast toast though? Like if you're making like no toast, I don't know. I, last time I ate toast, I put it in, and I hit the button. I don't know. It just does it. I Fair just, I pan I pan toast my toast. Fancy. That's very fancy. I started doing that more often. I uh, currently, and by currently, I mean for about the last I don't know, ten or eleven months, have not had a microwave. Yeah. Um, and so I've I've, uh, I've I've I started heating up a lot of things in the oven or pan yeah. frying them, and it is it is surprising to me how much better that makes things. Oh, so microwave. I also don't really have a toaster, so I toast everything either in a pan or the oven. Interesting. You know what I found? I have a toaster oven. The other day, Damn. Uh, I made enchiladas, and I wanted. I don't have a microwave. Normally, I just throw an enchilada. You know in the microwave for a minute, maybe cut it up so it warms up a little bit better, whatever. And so I'm like, well, how do you heat up an enchilada? So I'm like, well, I'll cut it up into pieces and I'll just heat it up in a pan. Like everything will get hot. It'll be fine. It's Mexican food. It's all the same ingredients. It doesn't really matter how you eat it, apparently. And uh, like I got in there, I'm like, this is just kind of like a, a nice hash. And I'm like, I wonder if this would be good if I put an egg in it. And the answer was, yes. yes. It was very, very, very good. <laughs> That's why I like a, what, like, Trizo con huevos when I go to yeah. the restaurant. Yeah, so yeah, I agree. I had a chorizo breakfast burrito today. Nice. I'm, I, I need to learn more Spanish so I can go order breakfast burritos from the one place that makes good breakfast burritos around here. Um, they don't speak any English. It was very awkward last time I was there. Just write it down. 
That's an idea. I mean, in Spanish, Spanish. like you just yeah. translate it. <laughs> just like go up on like slide with paper. They're like, I will just, say. Like, at the top, just put like, I am the whitest person you possibly have ever met. I come from the great state of Utah. <laughs> I uh, I will say, so two things. We only have tan people. That, that's our ethnicity, is people who have stayed in the sun a little too long. I will say two things. One, um, uh, the the place I get Mexican food has bars on the drive through window, so sliding them a note good. might not be... <laughs> Like that might be a way that I get optics. shot in a Mexican restaurant. <laughs> yeah, think about optics. I, I've got to. I've got to learn the phrase. I'm going to slide you a note. This is not a robbery. <laughs> See, that just make that makes it sound, sound like a robbery. <laughs> That's yeah. what a robber would say. What's What's the shirt like? See, I think you hold it up. Oh, it's like it's like Love Actually. Yeah, like, like you, you you hold it up. You don't slide it to him. You want everyone like so everyone can everyone see it, so knows. they know that like you're not doing this, you know. <laughs> I just like oh, gringo. Um, yes. So, but the second thing is a friend of mine, a guy I used to work with, actually. Uh, I think he's like a roadie. Does something for um, Twenty One Pilots. I want to say maybe, and they were in Utah last night, or maybe they're in Utah tonight. I don't know. And he, he was there and he said, Utah is the worst place he's ever been. Why does everything close at four? <laughs> I'm like, I, don't, I don't know, man. I, I do not know. It doesn't. Everywhere he wanted to go did. I mean, maybe he was in Park City. Then, <laughs> then he's got <laughs> then Actually, someone suggested he go to Park City. And I'm like, no, nah, that would not work. I mean, it might have changed since I lived there. But, like, man, I remember everything closed at like seven. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty bad. So, so my wife just walked in and she can see our video chat. Um, and in my version of the video chat, I'm in the upper left, and then Dylan's next to me, and then Colby's below us. And she said, it's like just a progression of beards. Like, you've just got to go tea, and then Dylan's is like a little bigger actual real beard, and then Colby's got a big bushy beard. <laughs> All right. Moving on. Next question. Uh, this is a follow-up to the grilled cheese <laughs> question. Tell me your grilled cheese recipe, Colby. Okay, so first of all, you use mayo. Butter sucks. Okay, if you use butter, you suck and are a bad person. All right, that's that's not true, but whatever. Uh, get the grill nice and hot. Mayonnaise, use mayonnaise, and uh, you can also use mayonnaise and mix in like uh, a little bit of like mustard. That's a, a oh, kind of good. Oh, that sounds nice. You know, like, I might have to try that. I can uh, try that. So you you grill it so that you know it's it's like lightly done, whatever. So it's crunchy. Yeah. Um, also, you can put um, either macaroni, mac and cheese, cheese bites yeah. in that, or uh, um, cheese sticks. What it's called cheese sticks. Yeah. Uh, like mozzarella sticks. Yeah, but if you do that, cut the mozzarella sticks in half. Too thick otherwise. Yeah, yeah too thick otherwise. Um, so you get that, and then you take it out of the pan, and you put, um, or actually, you don't take it out of the pan. You just do it on top. You put uh, cheese on the top, shredded cheese, and then you flip it over. And then you grill that cheese on it. it. Makes it nice and crunchy. And you do it on both sides. Yeah. That's real good, Cole. Mm-hmm. Colby makes an excellent grilled cheese. He really does. Um, I use butter most of the time. Don't. Because God, you suck. It's, Why do you not listen to me? Oh, no, I've done it with mayonnaise, too. Um, and I think they're both fine. Um, the real advantage of taste. mayonnaise over butter is that mayonnaise is very, very, very difficult to burn. Um, it also spreads very easily. It does spread very <laughs> easily too. And it like your butter's too cold. It's my kind way. of a pain in the butt to. 
it leaves a little grease in the pan so that the, the cheese doesn't stick to the pan. Yeah. If you do it with just butter, it doesn't do that as well. The cheese tends to stick. Yeah. I, I find the, I, like, I, I actually, I, I agree. I really like the taste of the mayo method. Oh, I just think it's a little greasy and weird. Um, but it's good. Dude, you're making grilled cheese. It's true. It's got to be a little greasy. I eat a lot of grilled cheese, though. You're not like, doing it for, like, health reasons. I, I eat a lot of them, though. Like, so it's, I, I need to, like, keep as healthy as I can. So, uh, yeah, I'm sure that's. <laughs> I add vegetables to my grilled cheese. Um, so, like, I mean, I just make grilled cheese sandwiches. One thing I really like, though, is making, um, I don't know if I'd say they're open face grilled cheese sandwiches, but I like, you take a piece of bread, you, I usually put butter on the bread. Then put cheese on top of that, and then you cook them in the oven until the cheese melts. And then you put mayo on top of the cheese, and then uh, tomatoes on top of the mayo, a little bit of pepper. It sounds... You can leave off the tomatoes, too. Yeah, you could leave off the tomatoes, too, yeah. Because I don't like tomatoes. Yeah. It sounds weird, but like all those flavors go together oh, very, very, very well. Yeah, so... I mean, I guess they don't have to be open-faced, either. You could... I, guess, I think that'd be weird yeah, if they were. Yeah, because the tomatoes would get get strange yeah um, i also really like instead of using cheddar cheese i generally speaking use cheddar cheese to make uh to make grilled cheese but if i am fe- i'm feeling fancy i i like to use like a harlsberg or a swiss mm-hmm. and then uh if you put green apple slices in the middle that is also very very good so i uh I don't know, for Christmas, got like a cheese platter. Mm. And I'm like, ah, people will eat this. And then, ah, people didn't eat this. So I just had a bunch of cheese left, and it was like four different types. And you just take four, because they're about the right size. You can just put four slices on a thing and have four different kinds of cheese. Absolutely. No, I'm a fan. Absolutely a fan. Uh, Dylan, do you have any grilled cheese wisdom? Uh, Salt. Oh. Adding a little bit of salt on top of your cheese interesting that's the key ingredient to a grilled cheese or a quesadilla huh i i would say salt is just the secret ingredient in any food yeah Yeah. like you want to make it a little better salt it yeah yeah i agree um i also have like i think that depending on what you're making like salt is always good um sometimes like an acid is good like a little bit of um, oh yeah a little bit of acid a little bit of acid just it makes just you care like, way less about what you're eating uh, makes everything better um, but no like lemon juice or even like uh, like an apple cider vinegar sometimes gives a little bit of kick to things anyway not not grilled cheese sandwiches though that'd be weird like don't don't do that uh, finally uh, what game would you want to play if time constraints wasn't an issue what's your what's your like game you have not played because <laughs> wow um, <laughs> that's a good. That's a. That's actually pretty a much very any memo. Any. That's a good call. Big multiplayer RPG. Like, yeah. yeah. My time is worthless, and therefore I play any game I want. Yeah. I've got 104 hours in Ghost Greek on Breakpoint. Like, I would say. I wish I had more time to play games, but. A game needing time has never stopped me. Really. Yeah, and and for me, it's not necessarily uh, a game needing time that stops me. It's more like there are so many games to play that I don't want to get stuck in a single game for hours and hours. I th- like the one that always comes to mind, and I I don't know if I would like it or not, um, but I'd like to try it. Is something from the Persona series. Um, because those look 
interesting, although they they have game mechanics that I don't think I would enjoy necessarily, but they're like 100 hours long. It's too long. Um, I think some of the, like, I wish I'd finished... Um, Oh shoot, Dylan! You played it too. It was a. It's like a kind of like a strategic ma- magic-y game. Um, it's shoot. Who's making it's the people that are making um, Pillars of Eternity? Pillars of Eternity. Yeah. Um, two. I wish I'd. The, the game was just too long. Honestly, I got like. I don't even know, 60 or 70 hours into it, and I just kind of fizzled. Like, there was too many other games I wanted to play to finish Pillars of Eternity, so. Um, Dylan, any, oh, you said WoW. WoW's a good choice. WoW's actually probably also me. Although, man, like, WoW's weird now. Like, I I don't know. I'd have a... But now you can play WoW Classic. It's just the way it was. (laughs) That's true. That is very true. Yeah. Um, But any game that, like, takes that amount of investment, like... Yeah, it's rough. One, because of the time investment, also because they like you pay monthly. So it's like if I'm going to pay monthly, <laughs> I'd like to just like play it a bunch. Like, yeah. If I only play, get to play it for two hours, it's kind of like, well, that was lame. But. Yeah, that's actually kind of where I got with Star Wars Galaxies. Is I, I was not, I was busy enough that I wasn't able to dedicate the time that I needed in order to make that game feel like I. Was, I was invested yeah. in it. Um, also, because you're not going to play other games as much, too. Because yeah. you're like, oh, God, I'm paying for this. Like, it kind yeah. of, it's kind of a bad model. I don't, like, um, I'd be interested in different pricing structures for a game like yeah. that. Because just paying monthly doesn't really... I'm just not going to play it because... Or I'm going to play it for, like, one month and be done with it. Um yeah. I don't know if I necessarily want to pay for game time either. That seems weird. Um, I I don't know. I wish games like WoW would... Someday, someday WoW will be free to play. Yeah. And I'm very interested in what WoW will be like when it goes free to play. Because mm-hmm. um, I, I do believe that at some point in time it will it will go that way. So, I mean, that's actually one thing we did not talk about. Um, I've I've been meaning to add it to the to the uh, the show notes for a while. Oh, actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, it is actually the first part of cheat free games. So I did add it. Are you guys ready to go cheat free games? Sure. Seems like a good time. Uh, uh, Sims Four is going free to play. So, uh, if you don't own Sims Four, I'm, I guess I don't know. I own it, so so maybe a lot of people do. Um, it's going to go com- completely free to play. Now, this game's like Sims Four is old. I mean, it's been around for quite a while, but it's it's interesting because it's actually one of the most played games. Um, like I think it was number four or five in this the top games of twenty twenty two. Yeah, um, but it actually makes I think a lot of sense to go free to play at this point because everyone who's going to buy it right. probably no has one's going to buy point. this game anymore, right? Like yeah, but it's got like. $1,500 worth of DLC. Um, like, if you've ever that gone to Steam crazy. and... Yeah. If you've ever gone to Steam and just, like, added the game plus all its DLC, it's literally... I don't think it's quite $1,500, but I think it's over 1000 I think it's, like, $1,100. So it makes a ton of money. Uh, it takes Well, probably makes a ton of money. It makes a ton of sense to release it as free-to-play. Um, you know, you won't get the game, but I, I bet you there's a lot of people who will say, oh, I didn't pay anything for the game, so I can afford to buy some DLC now um, that would not have bought that DLC previously. So um, I don't I don't think it's out 
quite yet, but it, it should be it should be soon. So keep a look on that if you are into The Sims, which is, I mean, Sims 4 is a lot of fun. It's really good. So if that's your thing. Uh, Epic Games this week, uh, you're going to get Ark Survival Evolved. So if you've ever wanted to ride on a giant dinosaur, which I think everyone has, right? Pretty much. Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, you're also getting Gloomhaven, which I'm kind of excited about. Um, it's like the full game. It's out of early access. It has all of the quests from the board game. Um, it has multiplayer. So, I mean, you could kind of play, like if you've been thinking, hey, the board game of, of Gloomhaven looks really fun, but it's a lot of commitment, which it is. And it is also a lot of space, which it is. <coughs> I can have a drink and almost die. <coughs> Jesus. Don't die. Uh, but uh, if, if you've ever wanted to play the board game, you can just go down load it uh, from Epic this week. Try, try that out. And uh, I've heard it's really good. You played it a little bit in early access, didn't you, Dylan? I totally forgot what game you're talking about. Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, thank you. I was like, what did you say? Um, <laughs> I did, and I've played it a little bit occasionally Yeah. Um, along the way. Um, I, I don't think I've I don't think I played it now that I think it does have like the adventure modes. You can actually play the campaign before it was yeah. just like you just did random dungeons essentially, which yep. was super cool. Um, but it would actually be nice to play the content that's in that giant box that I really, right. It's so much work to play. Um, <laughs> it really is. And I mean, I, maybe, maybe as someone who's a little more experienced, um, doing stuff like that, uh, like the the game rules were a little yeah. bit easier too, but like every time we'd play, like we'd get about halfway, and I'm like, oh shoot, I forgot you, you're supposed to be doing this. Right. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of micromanaging stuff to do, and a lot of decks to shuffle. Which I know there are some apps. I don't think. Yep. I don't know if they are um, official apps or not. I, there may be an official so. app at this point, or one that is yeah. like endorsed by. Um, yeah that helps um kind of do some of that tracking for you which honestly i think that that's a game that could benefit from an app because i've played um a lot of app-based games and at first it's kind of like ah really do i want this app and the answer a lot of sometimes is yes um yeah playing uh i just spent sunday pretty much all of sunday playing lord of the rings journeys in middle earth which is nice an app-based game where you you play a characters and you're playing through a campaign so it's similar to like gloomhaven where um you will you will play and win or lose the scenario the story progresses so if you lose you're just you you're not set off with advantage on the next scenario but if you do the scenario very quickly or well you'll actually get an advantage potentially um and there's also times where it's like um Right when we finished, so we this is the last scenario we played at the very end. Um, when we completed it, it was like, okay, you escape the valley, but you have two options. Um, do you get ahead of the... So there's like a, a patrol of orcs, right? So sure. do you try to get ahead and cross the river to be ready for them? 
or do you sneak into the tunnels and kill the troll to kind of sabotage one of their biggest assets, right? Interesting. So we sat there and we're like, uh, I don't know, what do we do, right? So it's like, that's a really cool thing that can, and it's, that sure, that could be done with a campaign book in Gloomhaven, for example, yeah. but the fact that it's all in the app is amazing it also tracks like your experience points and the equipment cards that you have so if you don't play it constantly so i can put it all back in the box and organize it but when i take it out the app keeps track of oh what cards did we uh because you like upgrade cards and add them to your little deck of because the game uses cards instead of dice so you use turnover cards like gloomhaven where you have a plus one minus one this is a really smart way that a lot of games are starting to do to eliminate um complete random dice rolls is yeah. you can have 12 cards with um, um faces and you can use ways to draw cards and put some on the bottom so you kind of increase odds and it makes games feel a lot better um if yeah. you're not into super random dice rolling um but yeah so it'll track all the items that you've obtained in this and that so you don't actually have to track it with a piece of pencil or a pencil and a piece of paper or whatever um so you just open the app and it's like it has all that stuff and then if they add expansions for the game you can you just touch what expansion you have and then it'll it can add those figures and stuff into the scenarios uh, interesting it's just it's it's weird because you don't notice how much stuff it's really doing but it just makes the gameplay really quick gets it on the table so much faster and that game has a lot of parts too but compared to like a gloomhaven i can set that game up pretty quickly and play it um and it has a similar setup with models and card decks and tiles that have to be arranged and uh, blah, blah, blah. But Gloomhaven would definitely, if it had an app, I think I would probably play it more. Um, the app is also nice because it will tell you what the enemies do. Um, and it will actually be different. Whereas Gloomhaven, the, the enemies have a very strict, like, move one space and then shoot or attack or whatever yeah. so it kind of follows this and i think there's some variation in that but with journeys in middle earth it's uh it can be chases after this hero or the closest one so it, it can have a little bit more variety the enemies can have little boons that make their attack and stuff increase or whatever interesting um, so it's amazing a lot of the leg work that it can do for a such a robust um game that's kind of story driven because it's like that stuff you don't need as much in a like a kind of a competitive game where you're just like your goal is to get resources and use them to beat your opponents and track score right um but when you have these kind of like story driven games where you're kind of managing a lot of enemies that aren't controlled by players and stuff it's it's kind of cool to have that digital does, asset to do it. Um, does everyone playing have the app? Or it's just, just one the... app. So and it also narrates the game and it has music. Um, Interesting. So I just it, you pulled up on my I just pulled up on my iPad, put on an iPad stand or whatever. Um, it's also cool because like branching choices or you have conversations with characters. It'll give you three options, just like playing a video game where you have like yeah. eight conversations or whatever. And then it'll tell you, oh, you have to make a test. So you have to get this many successes with your cards or whatever. Um, Interesting. Works really well. Um, That's really smart. It's a very yeah. impressive game. And, but it's essentially it has all the stuff built in that you would need for a video game. So it's like they built this Gloomhaven game. I assume most of the work's been done to like make make yeah. an app if that's possible because it would be fun to play it on the table. It's cool, but I mean, it's 
the I mean, the game is literally a, a translation of of the board game. So it's like yeah. that's so much easier to play. Right. Um, yeah. The uh, the last time I played Gloomhaven, we actually we I don't remember if it was an app or a website. It was one or the other. Um, that like it lets you, it, it kind of knows each scenario as I recall, um, and so you'd go in, and uh, I played it, and then I I like either I think I like I think I had my Chromecast and I like shared the tab to the TV, so like everyone I was playing with could see what was happening. It would keep track of of you know. You know, you had to do it manually. When you got hit, you'd take off how many points you knocked off. Or when you hit something, you'd take off how many points you knocked off. But it was kind of cool because everyone could see kind of a big overview of, of everything that was going on. So that that worked out okay. Um, but that sounds really cool. Um, I don't, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know if I need another giant board game. But right. Um, yeah, it's the definitely. Temptation is there. It's definitely interesting, and it's like if it's something you're interested in, like it is. A, it's kind of an expensive box, but you also get. I think. You get like three campaigns in the oh, main nice. box, um, which is the cool thing with an app. You can create; they can add new scenarios as DLC. Um, yeah. So there's a lot of content to play just out of that one box. So you you get cool. you get a lot of mileage out of it. I've played a few games yeah. like that, um, and I've been pretty impressed with all of them. That's um, neat. That's really neat. I like it. Uh, let's see, Xbox Game Pass uh, available. I was going to say today, but I think it was actually a couple days ago. Yesterday. Uh, yeah, yesterday. Deathloop is out. So that was the PlayStation exclusive uh, game from Arcane. Um, looks like a lot of fun. Uh, PlayStation exclusivity ended, I think, on the 15th. So I guess they gave them an extra four days. Uh, now available on Game Pass. Looks really cool. Check that out. It's about uh, two assassins trapped on a, in a time loop on an island. Um, and they're both trying to escape. Uh, Hard Space Shipbreaker is also out on uh, cloud and Xbox. Uh, Deathloop is cloud PC and Xbox. Uh, let's see. Coming out September 22nd is Spider Hack. is a fast-paced couch caught brawler. Uh, duel to the death against your friends and catch delight as they pull off the ultimate parkour feat before catapulting themselves face-first into lava. That actually sounds kind of fun. I think I could get into that. Uh, Beacon Pines comes out on cloud console and PC September 22nd as well. It is a cute and creepy storybook adventure where you use charms to rewrite fate. I don't know what that means, but the cover looked really cute. So I can get behind that. Uh, Slime Rancher 2 is coming out on cloud, PC, and Xbox. Uh, it's Slime Rancher. It's, it's, I don't know. I really liked the first one. I did not play it uh, nearly as much as I probably should have, but it's like, I don't know, Stardew Valley, except instead of growing stuff, you collect slimes. So check that out. Uh, moon Scars? Moon... Moon Scars, probably. Uh, Unravel, that's September 27th, Cloud Console on PC. Unravel the mystery of your existence in this challenging yet rewarding Souls-like 2D platform slasher. Bleh. That's what I'm going to say. Every time they say Souls-like, I'm going to say bleh. Is that fair? Yep. Uh, the full release of Grounded comes out September 27th. Uh, experience the full story while you and up to three of your friends explore the entire backyard. Super fun game. Um... Me and Carter and Eddie, who listens to the podcast, uh, we played it like the day the like pre-release came out. Um, it was super fun, but there was only like 
two hours of content, so there is more than that now. I it's, played uh, it when there was like ten hours of content, maybe more. It's really yeah, good. super fun game. Uh, very Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. A lot of fun there. Uh, September 29th, Let's Build a Zoo is coming to Cloud Console PC. It is a very fun uh, zoo sim that kind of adds a twist of letting you breed rare creatures. Um, so you can actually like breed critters together via like DNA splicing. So you can end up with like, I don't know, uh, what what is what is Kirk Cameron afraid I'm going to create <laughs> some sort of crocodiles? Uh, yes, I, you could probably create a crocodile. Uh, I have it on PC. It's a lot of fun. So check that out. Uh, Valheim comes up September 29th on PC. It is the it's a kind of a survival exploration game. Um, I have not played it myself, but I have watched Mansox, uh, Hans, who sometimes is our guest here, play it a bunch, and they had a lot of fun doing it, so check that out. And finally, Colby's favorite game of the month is Paw Patrol Grand Prix, coming out September 30th on Cloud Console and PC. Uh, I think it's like Mario Kart, but with the Paw Patrol dogs, I guess? Yep. Nothing wrong with that. Uh, on Humble Bundle right now for twelve dollars. Uh, you you like the Total War games, right, Dylan? Oh yeah, yeah. So for for twelve bucks, you can get uh, Total War Medieval Two Definitive Edition, Total War Shogun Two, uh, Total War Shogun Rise of the Samurai, Total War Empire Definitive Edition, Medieval Total War, Total War Napoleon Definitive Edition, Shogun Total War, and Vikings Battle for Asgard. So a bunch of it's a kind of like tactical war stuff, I believe. So that sounds like something you're into. Those are pretty cheap right now. Uh, and finally, as we mentioned earlier, Nintendo Online is releasing three new Genesis games. So these are only available if you have the more expensive Nintendo Online subscription, I believe. Um, you get Earthworm Jim, which is actually a lot of fun. Um, I've always really... Uh, really enjoyed the Earthwind Jim games. Um, as I don't remember where I read about this, but they're like, do keep in mind that the guy who made Earthwind Jim is a complete giant bag of shit. So, this happens. Uh, whatever. Uh, Alicia, Alicia Dragoon. I, I, do, what is a Dragoon? I've never heard of Dragoon except in, in weird video Sega games. games. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like a dragon, but with an extra O. I, I don't. I don't know what that is. It's a Dragoon, Cliff. It's a Jesus. dragoon, I guess. They're like, um, like raccoons, you know, crab raccoons. Oh, that does make sense. Um, apparently, dragoons were originally a class of mounted infantry who used horses for mobility, but dismounted to fight on foot, which does not seem to make sense at all. It seems like if you're on a horse, you'd want to stay on a horse, right? And they're filled with cream cheese. And they're filled with cream cheese and little bits of crab, maybe. Probably yeah. imitation crab, though. Probably. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and then you're also going to get Beyond Oasis, which I, I don't remember playing, but I know there was a pretty cool oh, yeah. sequel to that on the Sega Saturn. Oh uh, yeah, so Beyond Oasis yeah. is a good game. Good stuff. Uh, finally, Troll Corner. Uh, so uh, G2 Esports CEO and co-founder uh, Carlos Rodriguez, uh, his. League of Legends team, I think, won some stuff this weekend. And so he went out and partied with Andrew Tate, who is a far bigger bag of shit than the guy who made Earthworm Jim. Uh, I, I think uh, Andrew Tate right now is probably most famous for being kicked off every social platform in existence because he's 
a misogynist to a very high degree. I mean, it's also currently involved in an, uh, an investigation on human trafficking. So, which is cool. That's why he moved to Romania because it's harder to prosecute him. Super great. Uh, the uh, Carlos Rodriguez, his original uh, tweet <laughs> after people said like, "Hey, maybe don't," was nobody will ever be able to police my friendships. I party with whoever the f I want. Less than 24 hours later, he announced he was going on two months unpaid leave. <laughs> so. I made a whoopsie doodle. <laughs> anyway, don't party with Andrew Tate. That is the takeaway. <laughs> a, a podcast I listen to is hosted by a guy named Andrew Tate, and it didn't occur to me until like he posted a video of, like, this Andrew Tate's a bad person. I'm a good person. <laughs> I always feel so bad for those people that have that name, <laughs> like or like a misspelling of uh, someone's name. Who's, who's the guy that Matt, Matt Gertz? Yeah, on Matt Gertz. Twitter. <laughs> I, I believe his his handle is not Matt Gates. Uh, um, yeah, no, I feel bad for that dude. Every, I mean, I feel worse for me because I have to live in the same state as Matt Gates. Eh, but you know. what do you do? What do you do? All right. Uh, that is us for this week. Thank you for listening. We are Bite Me Podcast. You can find out more about us at bitemepodcast.com. You can do some social media related things with us at facebook.com, twitter.com, and instagram.com. Unlike Andrew Tate, <laughs> uh, you could come hang out with us on Discord at bitemepodcast.com slash Discord. You could support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash bitemepodcast. You could donate to... <laughs> Always coming, getting COVID again. Uh, you could. Wasn't I muted? Uh, no, you were not. <laughs> I hit the mute button. It, it still not, says I'm muted. Yeah, it did it not work. <laughs> so it's maybe Colby's muted right now. We'll see. Uh, yeah, I lost my train of thought. Uh, I, extra I, life. I can't unmute myself. Oh, there it is. Now it says I'm unmuted. Hey, maybe, maybe, maybe you just muted yourself. I tried. <laughs> Extra Life, do it. Come join us. Play games. ExtraLife.com. Not bitemepodcast.com slash Extra Life. I don't know. Everything went to hell there. Dylan, help. Bite me. I mean, it could have been way worse. It's like a three-second burp. I'm like, <laughs> I started, I coughed and everyone went quiet. I'm like. Oh that. no! <laughs> Colby just like instead of coughing, like just shouts a racial slur. <laughs> like, what was that? <laughs> what I occasionally mute myself and shout racial slurs. Is that a crime? Colby's hidden Tourette syndrome. <laughs>